Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, welcome in to episode number 175, my goodness does time fly when you're having fun around these parts of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Friday of bets. Now, you know the drill. We have a loaded show. We got Friday's picks to dish out. We got NFL Week 13 best best bets to break down. It is Fast Money Friday. My friends, we have one hell of an episode to get into, but before we do all of that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the ttl crew but if you are watching on one of our social media platforms make sure you hit that like button or follow button there if you haven't already so you never miss any of our social media content However, if you are listening to the TTL pod on uh, your favorite podcast directory, make sure you also hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already. In addition, as we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, if you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so. Go ahead and also hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. Hey, maybe hit that share button. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the globe as you. But hey, maybe you refer to them as a good old-fashioned degenerate and they like cash and tickets because that's what we do here at the TTL Pod. And we cannot thank you enough when you do all of those, those things because it helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content. So my friends, you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode number 175, I am your honored, humbled, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Cap and Colt Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by on this absolutely spectacular, fabulous Friday of bets. It is a beautiful day to be alive. The rest is up to you, my friends, and it's a beautiful day to win a few bets. It's also a beautiful day to... uh talk to my partner talk to the guy that uh joins me on every episode of this here talking the line podcast 
especially on Fast Money Friday. He's got plenty of picks to dish out. He's got plenty of analysis to dish out. And I'm sure we have plenty of rabbit holes to dive deep into. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome in for the first time here today, live on episode 175, the man, the myth. The degenerate gambling legend, and oh, let's not forget the TTL's resident South Sider and Cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am fantastic. I didn't know we were calling it Fast Money Friday these days. I'm all for it, though. A little Family Feud Fast Money Friday action. Hey, uh, absolutely. Fast Money Friday action. Little uh, shades of the old days, if you will. Love that you're uh, all about that. Just check the old comments. Shout out to our guy, Ted Maz, over there at uh, Chalkboard HQ in the comments. Hashtag Kings of YouTube. We appreciate the hell out of you, my friend. Uh, Got a little conversation going to be hitting you up. So uh, make sure you stay by the phone. Going to uh, talk a little wise words action with you. Mm -hmm. You know what's up. So, Outside of that, quick give me sidetrack, doggone it. You know what happens on Friday. I'm already windy. I'm already already slap happy. You can't be doing this shit to me. I'm just fucking with you. I I love it. Drop whatever you want in the comments. Um, Outside of that, hey, that's only going to help the algorithm there. We appreciate the shit out of it. Uh, Outside of that, partner, kind of cuts you off. My friend, how are things in your side of the Windy City? Uh, you know, a little windy today, if we're uh, getting literal as far as how are things. But, man, I mm-hmm. am uh, pretty damn fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is a, uh, not the biggest slate of games today, but uh, a nice little slate nonetheless. A little college mm-hmm. football action, a little college basketball, a little NBA. Just a little bit of everything. So I'm, uh, I'm ready to dive deep into everything we got going today. A little bit of everything. Does that mean we're going to see a patented RMAGS TTL Sports little bit of everything parlay today? Mm, maybe not on top of our special play that kind of uh you know kind of holds that place so i'll uh i'll hold back on that one today now okay for sure uh i'm gonna let your yeah it has been a while though uh, i'm gonna let your internet catch up looks like you're back in action now sometimes friday's a little goofy but oh yeah you're good now you're fine uh outside of that um i'm ready to cast some tickets talking about action speaking about action how about yesterday's action my man not too shabby if you know your boy last few days have been a little rough for me I've been spinning the wheels. I ain't been happy about it. I ain't been excited about it. To tell you the truth, I've been pretty pissed off about it. But one thing I promised to always do is stick to my process, and 99% of the time that process is going to work because I ask that you not judge me by my last six plays, but by my last 600 plays, because in this game, we're in a long-term race. So with all that being said, my friends, how about we recap yesterday's best bets of the day from the TTL crew, now live on your screen for the first time. We got hot. Boys, we got hot. Our mags went one and one. A little bit sweaty towards the end. If uh, New Orleans would have uh, been able to put the ball in the end zone a couple times, maybe that gets over. But, hey, no problem whatsoever. 47 and a half under. And then Utah State minus one and a half. Partner, I'll give you the floor. How you feeling about that, buddy? I'm still chapped, man. Just some piss-poor refereeing at the end of a game. I mean... The lack of foul call in Utah State's favor to get him to the line with like 20 seconds left. And then just the sheer lack of swallowing a whistle. On a, I mean, when you really break it down, is it a foul? Maybe in the middle of a game. But with .9 seconds left in a tie ball game at the opposite end of a floor, 
just bumping into a guy trying to get a loose ball. Give me a damn break, man. Obviously, it would have just gone to overtime, so still up in the air if we would have cashed it. But I'm uh, I'm a little chapped, my friend. It was a hell of a game, but uh, don't sleep on the Aggies this year. They're going to be cashing some tickets left and right, no question about it. I think you're right, my friend. I uh, hope you didn't sleep on me yesterday because we got back in the win column. Five and one overall. Uh, Eastern Washington just couldn't get it done, even though they almost shot 50% from uh, behind the three-point arc, boys and girls. Damn, it was a close game. Uh, they they were battling back, and then uh, at the very end, they just let it slip. But everything else pretty much played out how I expected it. The one that uh, I am mostly impressed of, or who the team I'm most impressed on, I guess, uh, and who stuck to what I thought they would do, were the Portland State Vikings, my friend. No way did they need to be six-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think they ended up winning that game outright by six. Yeah. I know they won it outright. I just don't know the spread. Either way, they ended up being six-and-a-half-point dogs by game time, and I tweeted it out. I said, you're out of your damn mind if you're not backing the Vikings in this one i'd even sprinkle a little on the money line so there you go there you have it uh right above us board bender parlay damn it three out of four Taysom hill doesn't get in my man we talked about it on yesterday's show oh, we should have just Our left tried it off. to mess around and blow the game they took yeah, care of business yeah. we bet on our blackhawks a uh what has been a dumpster fire at the beginning of the year they won outright Yep. And uh, I didn't see what happened in Oral Roberts, but I popped it open. Uh, I hadn't watched it. There was obviously like four other games I was interested in. Popped it open right at the end of the game. So they slipped in that. Uh, I don't know if they slipped in the back door or if they just held on for dear life. But that eight point uh, loss gets you the eight, eight and a half, uh, eight and a half point cover there. Oh, yes, sir. It does. And uh, we're big fans of the Golden Eagles for those backdoor covers. So there you go. There you have it, uh, Boardbender Parlay. Also, money line dice roll. They said, hey, Cleveland State, money line. Just take them on the money line. They'll get the job done. They sure did, partner. What do you think about that action? Not uh, not bad at all. Should have took them on the spread. The dice still with a losing week. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I apologize to the dice, but uh, what have you done for me lately, dice? Oof, uh, oof, you're, you're negative for that. three straight weeks, my friend. I, I'm, I don't mm. want to throw that effort out, mm. but, uh, you know. Wait, wait, know, wait, man. wait, wait. They went two and two. I thought they, I thought they were two and two yesterday, and that would make them three and two. I think they went three and four for the week. Uh, well, how would they? Ooh, they three and four, it was two and two, and then plays. on uh, Wednesday they lost two, I believe. Oh, that's I'm forgetting the day. Okay, well maybe we do have to throw around that F word. I don't know, but what I do know is that's all of yesterday's best bets of the day. Hope you played along because we went. Let's see here, uh, five and one, one and one would be a six and two day, my friends. Uh, hope uh, we can get a special play to the pay window. Let's bring us back on in here. Because we got one cooked up today. We're not doing none of the nonsense we did yesterday. No. We're not going back and forth, delve di- diving deep in the left, right, nonsense, and center. Saying, we, we knew it was it. nonsense, and we did it anyway. Today, we're getting 10 to 1 odds, actually over yeah. 10 to 1 odds, and um, we don't have any of those feelings on any of the legs here today. So we think this one, we know this one. Not putting that out there. We know this one is making it to the pay window. Now, we uh we got that special play, the Friday four pack parlay. That'll be the third Ooh, segment of the day. The premiere How about, of the four pack. Oh, the premiere. So don't it. you wait. That'll get uh that'll get a little wild. Uh, we'll also have Armag's best bets. He's got two coming at you. If I'm right, part two for today. Yes, sir. Two for today, and then uh I got five in total. I'm going all college basketball. Um, got five more plays. I think uh. No, again, I know we're getting all of them to the pay window. <laughs> I went six yesterday, would have gone five and zero. Oh. I put myself in one position that I thought, ah, they'll get the job done, oh, yeah, and they didn't. But I'm not doing that today, five and zero. Oh. We're going clean sweep straight to the pay window. 
Outside of that, once we get through uh, my best bets and RMAG's best bets, we'll recap uh, the special play as well. Then we'll uh, switch gears, my friends. And as always, every Friday brings our NFL picks of the day. So we will uh, dish out those as well, or our NFL picks of the weekend. So week 13 this Sunday, holy shit. Also, already said it once today, but man, does time fly when you're having fun. We got to savor this damn week of football, man. I was thinking wow. about that. I think we're past halfway. Wow. I mean, we are half past yeah. way. Yeah, it's, 100%. We got to savor it. Yeah, 100%. I can't believe how fast these 13 weeks have already gone. Um, I just feel like now you're really starting to see some trends and some accurate shit that's happening. I mean, uh, it's been absolutely bananas. So time flies when you are having fun, my friends. But we got uh, four best bets, and my partner's got one teaser to dish out to you. Uh, you got So you have three picks, so yeah, but it's only two picks, the, my two yeah, picks, the, and then you have a teaser to dish out. So yeah. holding three fingers up over there. Don't worry. I got math going on. Eh, I'm, I'm a step ahead of you. Don't worry. <laughs> um, outside of that, we'll dish all of that out. We'll recap all of that nonsense. And then um, no no money line dice roll here today. Not enough time on Fridays because we always like to get into our mag sidebar. A little bit of uh, back and forth banter that always segues us into some leans. And then uh, we'll wrap things up. Uh, my motivation minutes. I uh, got the usual John Wooden quote to close out the week. Head us on into the weekend, my friend. So outside of that, that's today's episode of the TTL pod. We'll get on into the first segment here in a minute. But before we do, partner, anything from your side of the screen that uh, we need to know about? Any late breaking news? Maybe something in your world happening outside of that before we cut it off? Only thing I see right now coming across the desk, it looked like it was uh, pretty inevitable, but DeAndre Swift is out for Sunday for the Lions. Okay. So without further ado. Stop the nonsense. Quit the banner. Cut the gossip. You could go to every other sports media outlet. Get you come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks picks, insights, analysis, diving into a few rabbit holes, but most importantly, running tickets to the pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So my friends, without further ado, it is time to get into the first segment of the day. My partner's already taken two premature sips. He is ready to rock and roll. He needs the caffeine in the system today. So I bid to myself, to you over there, partner, and all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods on uh, this gorgeous Friday of bets. Go ahead, take your sip. And when you do, hey, partner, you have the floor. Alrighty, I appreciate you, my man. I am going to kick it off. Oh. I've got an NBA bet, and I've got Woo. a college basketball bet. We are not exactly lining up uh, in a way. We kind of agree with each other a little bit here, but uh, not lining up, but we got the uh, same game that we're talking about here for college basketball, so I'll do that one second. Correct. Kicking it off here with my NBA action, I've got the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road plus the three and a half at the Washington Wizards. My man, somehow this Cavs, de- Cavs team is still flying under the radar to the general public. Mm-hmm. Twelve and ten straight up, fifteen and seven ATS, eight and three ATS on the road. They have won each of their last three games. The Magic, and which is not that impressive, obviously. At Dallas, at Miami, though, that was the point of uh, listing those three games. The last two at Dallas and at Miami, both straight up wins. All three games holding their opponents under 100 points. This defense is what's doing the job for them this year. It is absolutely fantastic. Like I said, they're just not getting the respect. Shows it already this morning. Last I checked, Wizards getting 59% of bets, 56% of money. So this is not, uh, at least last I checked, this is no public dog type of stuff here. Because the Wizards have obviously, I'll give my respects to the Wizards, they've obviously had a nice season themselves. The 14-8 and straight-up record looks a little nicer than the Cavs does, and... 
just by the general public looking, uh, you know, kind of half-ass looking through the NBA this year, they may not realize how solid the Cavs have been. Uh, like I said, six and one ATS last seven as a road dog. They can get it done on the road even when they're in that dog spot. Eight and two ATS last ten on one day of rest. While the Wizards one and four ATS last five on one day rest and one and four ATS last five as a favorite. I'm staying away from the money line partner because I do think this is going to be a close, scrappy game. And it really wouldn't surprise me if the Wizards got it done, but the Cavs covered. So I'm sticking with the three and a half for my first bet of the day. Cavs plus three and a half. I like that, my friend. You know me uh, better than anybody. I have uh, pretty much stayed away from the NBA so far. Wait until about uh, Christmas time. I typically dive deep into it, but uh, this one really jumped off the screen to me today. I have been keeping up, and I think you're on the right side, my friend. I think the way you close that... Yeah, Washington probably does get it done outright, but uh, I think the Cavs get this done. Why would it be so short if they don't get it done? So I love your first best bet of the day. I'll be in the boat helping you gently coax it down the stream. The Cleveland Cavaliers plus three and a half. Number one, how about number two? Well, before I get into that, I got to give you Uh some credit. You uh, talked Uh me off the ledge of, uh, I tweeted it out yesterday. I almost fell into the Milwaukee Bucks trap, minus four, four and a half. You said, I don't know, that seems goofy. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, they're they're rolling, though. I know it's a back-to-back. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to stay away. And then I looked more, I looked more, I looked more. And I was like, like, the Raptors suck. Not only have uh, the Bucks, obviously, they're coming off a back-to-back of a hard-fought win. The Raptors have actually taken care of business. So I sprinkle a little money line. Hour later, Giannis sticks uh, or finds his way out of the game. So credit to you for uh, not talking me necessarily into the Raptors, but talking me off of a uh, big old fat trap. So yeah, that was one of your best bets of the day, kind of start today. Hey, I, 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 I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm just keeping a look on things. I'm I'm kind of uh, like Batman, you know. I'm keeping watch on Gotham City from all the way out here. And then the once I, the once I have yeah, now. once I have the opportunity, I swoop into Gotham and I just start dishing out fucking Whatever. W's. So hey, there you go. There you have it. Best bet number one of the day. But for now, I got Robin dishing out winners over here. <laughs> there he goes. There he has it. The Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> plus three and a half. <laughs> Second, best bet of the day, partner. Please be so kind. We got the vibes rolling here today. What do you got coming for for us today? All right, number two, actually heading to an ACC college basketball matchup. They're starting a little conference play action here early in December around the country. This one is Boston College, Notre Dame. This one is at Boston College. I'm taking the under in this one, 132.5, partner. Both these teams play a fair... Both these teams play a fairly slow tempo, especially Boston College, 333rd in the country out of 358 teams in tempo. And Notre Dame, 228. They kind of adapt a little bit to uh, tempo based on who their opponent is. And obviously when it's a slower tempo team that they're playing on, they also typically like to play into that slow tempo. Last two games went over, but they played good teams with much faster paced tempo, that being Illinois and Texas A&M, especially Illinois there. Uh, but their first three games of the season went under, and it was against teams with playing in tempo in the low or in the three uh, hundreds uh, rated in tempo, especially that St. Mary's game. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, St. Mary's very very close to Boston College in tempo. Obviously, not exactly the same team, but as far as that slow paced game, I think we're going to see something really similar here. Boston College five and three to the under this season, four and two at home. Solid little home uh, home environment there for the uh, for Boston College here. So I think that really lends into the defensive effort tonight. And we kind of see this game sticking in the uh, low 60s here. Uh, I, I 
I don't want to take your prediction. You already said it, and I totally agree with it. I wanted to say you I said haven't said like it on the show. 63-61. Was that what you said to me? And I, I kind of totally agree with you there. So yeah. I think this one stays under. Give me 132.5. Wouldn't it go under 130.5 if it does move? I don't think it's moved too much today, though, If uh, if I at least the last hour or so that I've checked. Well, if I'm going off of your prediction, then I got to rock and roll with you, or my prediction, I got to rock and roll with you, partner. Yeah, I told you off a show, um, I think this is going to be kind of a 63-61 finish. Um, don't know why I would have mentioned that to you. Maybe we'll have to wait for the second segment to find out. But I'm with you on the under here in Notre Dame versus Boston College. Anything else you got to uh, dish out, divulge, indulge on, or deliver in regards to your plays, plays for today? No, sir. That's all I got. Just these two. Okay. Uh, Well, then we will keep this uh, podcast train steaming down the tracks. Before we do, quick reminder, as always, um, if you miss any of our plays during the show or our special plays, you ain't got time to stick around for a full show, whatever the case might be, we understand. That's why we put our best bets of the day out everywhere if you got the action network app you can follow me at cash underscore with underscore colt you can follow riley at our mags in all caps and then you can follow the uh, best bets of every single show at talking the line you can also uh, find us on the chalkboard hq app shout out chalkboard follow them on twitter at chalkboard hq and download the app chalkboard in the app store and google play how about that you can also follow our board on there talking the line jump in uh one of our channels and go back and forth with us we're always in there ready to talk some shit outside of that if you don't have any of the apps maybe you got an old style phone maybe you're still living in the 1990s with your flip phone i understand you still got the website though you still got the internet out there Go ahead, pop open your browser, type in TalkingTheLine.com. Not only in addition to all of our content, you'll find the Today's Best Bets tab under the More section. You can see all of our best bets right there and actually bet on them right from our website. Can you believe that? 21st century, my friends. Welcome into it. Outside of that, that's all I got into finding our best bets and picks. Partner, anything I left out there before I keep it moving, keep it grooving, second segment of the day. No, sir, you nailed everything. Go right ahead. Okie dokie, artichokey. Uh, you might not have noticed it, but the dumbass producer today had uh, RMAG's NFL Week 13 best bets of the day ah. going uh, below the one, but he fixed it about halfway through RMAG's best bets of the day. No problem, no harm, no foul. Everybody knew what we were doing either way. So, sec- second segment of the day, Colts' best bets of the day. That would be me talking in third person. I uh, told you that uh, I got five picks coming at you live in prime time today. They are all college basketball plays, so uh, get ready to rock and roll. We're going uh, some of the big games. We're going uh, ACC. We're going low mid-major. We're going all over the map. So we mentioned a little bit ago that uh, my partner was going to be playing the under in the Notre Dame and the Boston College game, and I said, well, You know, partner, I think that finishes right around 63-61. And why do I mention that? Because I'm going to that game, too, and I'm taking the Boston College Eagles plus four, baby. It's been goofing around five, five and a half, down to five, down to four and a half again. Some books brave enough to put it at four to allow more public money to fly in on the brand name of Notre Dame. My friends, don't do it. Today is the day that the Boston College Eagles cover, especially being at home, 
like you mentioned, partner, it is quite the home court advantage to have. Notre Dame is just not that team this year, my friends, and they are being extremely overvalued in this spot. They're 3-3 three and three straight up, 1-5 and five ATS so far in 2021. Boston College has been incredibly solid at home, and they're the team you want to back. They're 5-0 and oh straight up at home, 3-2 and two ATS. So even if they uh, don't get the outright win, which I think they might be in 5-0 and oh straight up, I believe they 100% get the outright cover. Already told you about the 63-61 prediction. Appreciate the segue, partner. So how about a couple of keys as to why I think this game is going to fall um, at least in favor of the Eagles covering. Both offenses are incredibly similar, and my partner already mentioned it. This is going to be a defensive type of game. So who has the defensive edge? Oh, Boston College Eagles, baby. They're only allowing 60.1 points per game. 42 and a half uh, field goal percent uh, to their opponents, allowing opponents to only shoot 33.1 from behind the three-point arc, and they're 163rd per Ken Palm in opponent expected field goal percent. You look at the opposite side of the ball, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, allowing 65.7 points per game allowed. I could stop there, but my friends, you don't want me to. Allowing opponents to shoot 43.5 from the floor, 42.2 from behind the three-point arc, and they are 269th in opponent expected field goal percent I think Boston College stops Notre Dame more times often than not and that allows them to stay in this game they will ratchet up the defensive pressure in front of their home fans I also think the three ball plays large I told you about their defensive side there obviously Notre Dame struggles in defending the three ball Boston College shoots a hell of a three ball 37.2 percent so far on the season and last but certainly not least don't worry about the tempo both teams are uh, extremely extremely slow uh 228th for Notre Dame, 330, uh, yeah, 333rd for Boston College. So I think this is going to be a battle of the slower teams, and Boston College really grind this one out, get them a nice slow pace, uh, back and forth style game. But you don't believe me, believe the trends. Boston College, 5 and 2 ATS, last seven home games, 4 and 1 ATS, last five Friday games at home my friend Notre Dame one in five ATS last six road games one in six ATS last seven as a favorite and one in four ATS last five December games give me the Boston College Eagles plus four and I'll also sprinkle on the under uh one whatever in the hell 130 131 it has but the Boston College Eagle plus four is my <laughs> first best bet of the day I was about to give you an update my man I am backing you first of all on uh now at plus five here for the Boston College Eagles does appear that uh, it is a bit of a uh, Notre Dame potential trap here. I also, uh, it is at 130, my over-under. I caught it at 132. It is down to 130 despite mm-hmm. a lot of, lot of money coming in on the over. So that, uh, I think we got two sides uh, with a jetload of value here today, partner. Let's keep it steaming. I love it. All right. Uh, we got a lot of money, a lot of public side on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Correct. Okay. Well, hey, I love that. I think the Boston College Eagles get the job done. So, uh, like you said, ton of value on both of our plays. Let's keep it moving. Second best bet coming from me today. I do believe this one might be my favorite one on my card. They're all of a sudden kind of becoming my low major darlings, and uh, they're actually playing a team who used to be my low major darling. Going to, hold on, excuse me. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm going to the Fairfield Stags plus one and a half versus the Canisius Golden Griffins. And I'm taking the Fairfield Stags plus one and a half. And I think you should too. Uh, Fairfield has actually been really sneaky this year, even though they were a bad team last year. They've actually been pretty solid so far. And people and the books are extremely undervaluing them. They're three and three straight up, four and one ATS overall this year. One and two straight up, three and oh ATS on the road so far. Um, Those two road losses were to Boston College. 
and Providence, and the Golden Griffins are neither one of those teams. I can assure you of that. Canisius was solid last year. I already told you that, but they're not as solid this year, and I think contrary to what I just told you about people in the books undervaluing Fairfield, I think they're overvaluing Canisius. Canisius is 2-5 and five straight up, 2-4 and four ATS overall this season, 2-1 and one straight up, 0-2 oh ATS at home, my friend. So uh, let's go back to that straight up record. They won against Fredonia State, capital L-O-L, next to that team name. They beat Copen State <laughs> by one point. That's their second win. And they got worked by Cornell. I put Fairfield pretty close to Cornell. Cornell, much better team, but similar style of play. There's a couple other things as to why I really, really like Fairfield over Canisius, and it's just simply a couple of key stats. They're much better offensively and much better defensively. Uh, scoring about 78.5 points per game are uh, the Stags compared to the Golden Griffins, 75 points per game. They are shooting 48.5 from the floor compared to Canisius, 39.5%, and they're 96 in expected field goal percent compared to 305th for Canisius. It gets even worse on the defensive side of the ball, but I won't bore you with all these numbers left right and center because I think there's also one key factor that we've really seen early, early here in the season as being a stat that really uh, kind of leads to a team winning that game one of those is turnovers the other one is rebounds I think rebounds are what's going to do it here today Fairfield is 114th in offensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm 48th in defensive rebounding percent Canisius 156 on the offensive side of the ball in rebounds and 132nd on the defensive side of the ball again per Ken Palm I think Fairfield Fairfield wins the defensive battle, my friends, but you don't believe me. Believe the trends. Fairfield, 6-0 ATS, last six road games, 5-0 ATS, last five as a road pooch, and 6-1 ATS, last seven as a pooch overall. Canisius, 4-9 ATS, last 13 home games, 7-24 ATS, last 31 as a favorite, and 5-22, last 27 ATS as a home favorite. Give me the Fairfield Stags plus one and a half. I'm all over it. My best bet of the day. I think I like it, partner. I'm wondering, I think the biggest wonder is, is this line just this close, just a little too much respect for that home court advantage that probably isn't that big of a home court advantage? Yeah, I pretty much think that's exactly what it is. I think they're it just Canisius is not that good, number one. And, and I think it's still a lot of the books have not adjust from Canisius being really good last year. Fairfield being really bad last year and it right. completely being a total flip on both sides of yeah. the ball this year. And I think that's what that is. 40% of bets coming in on uh, Fairfield right now, 59% actual money wagered. So it's sharp side. I like Fairfield plus the one and a half. Give them all to me. Uh, there you go. There you have it. Uh, third best bet of the day. We're getting our lick back, boys. I ain't got no time for the bullshit no more. We're going back <laughs> to the New Orleans Privateers. They are playing the ULL Raging Cajuns. And my friends, if this game was on the gridiron, I most certainly would be hammering in the Raging Cajuns. But it ain't. It's on the damn hardwood. And the UNO Privateers are a much better basketball team than what they did for us on Tuesday night. I assure you, they are 3-5 and five straight up, but they are 5-2 and two ATS. They have been monsters against the number. They have been monsters against this number on the road, 2-1 and one ATS despite being 0-3 straight up. They played some really, really, really good competition, and I think ULL is actually being overvalued here because a lot of people view them as a great football school, so they might as well just be good at basketball too. Not really the case. 
three and three straight up, one and three ATS. Wait, Colt, how do you have one and three? That's only four, and then three and three for six. Because two of the games, they didn't even have spreads for, so they've been pay- playing fucking cupcake competition. It shouldn't have even counted right now. I am not backing a team that's been doing that, not to mention two and one straight up, 0 oh and one ATS at home. Do you think they're being overvalued at home or not? Yeah, I think so, because two out of the three games, they ain't even had a freaking spread set. So I think New Orleans keeps this rather close because of those factors, but there are some statistical reasonings, too, for you stat nerds out there as to why I think this one uh, falls in favor of New Orleans covering. They're actually pretty damn similar defensively, these two teams here, but offensively, the privateers are a little bit more efficient. 73.1 points per game, 46.9% from the floor, 33.9% from beyond the arc, and 112th in expected field goal percent. Other side of the ball in the raging Cajuns, 70.7 points per game, 38.5 field goal percent, 33.3 from beyond the three-point arc. I hope that's enough threes for you because they're also 354th in expected field goal percent. I also think this comes down to the free throws, my friends. This allows New Orleans to stay close because of their efficiency from the charity stripe, 71.9%, and the Cajuns' inefficiency at 64.6%. Give me the team that is getting C's and degrees, not almost flunking out of the class with D's. Last but certainly not least, NO has proven they're a battle-tested team, my friend. They've been covering the number, they've been playing stiff competition, and ULL is a very young, inexperienced team. But you don't believe me? Believe the trends. New Orleans 6 and 0 ATS last 6 following a straight up loss. Gimme. New Orleans 11 and 1 ATS last 12 Friday games. Gimme. 5 and 1 ATS last 5 as a dog. Gimme, gimme, gimme. ULL 1 and 4 ATS last 5 home games. 1 and 4 ATS last 5 as a home favorite and 1 and 5 ATS last 6 versus a team with a winning percent below 400. Give me the New Orleans Privateers plus 9 and a half for my third best bet of the day. My man, I want Ooh. it. I want it. I, I don't know it. enough about these teams. Take I it. like it, though. I'm taking it. I like it. I really do. I like everything you're saying. Oh, I'm God. looking through a lot more on ULL, and oh, it doesn't God. make sense why they're favored this much. I'm, I'm backing you. I'm backing you. Let's go. We're getting our lick back. Uh, actually, we're getting two lick backs because I'm going right into my fourth best bet of the day with a team that also burned us this week on Tuesday, and we're getting the lick back on Friday, baby. These are Friday teams, and we're going to the matchup between the Pepperdine Waves and the UCSB Gauchos. My friends, if you're a fan of the show, You know we're going to the UCSB Gauchos minus nine and a half. And my friends, I think they are being extremely undervalued in this spot. I think they should be even up to 13 and a half, 14 and a half. I would even take them at 15 and a half. I think they might get the job done by 20 points, but I don't need them to do that. We just need it by 10, my friends. Why do I say this? Because they are still a damn good team despite losing outright in their previous game. That is why they are being undervalued here. They're still 3 and 2 straight up, 2 and 2 ATS, but at home 3 and 1 straight up, 2 and 1 ATS. So I think getting back in front of the home crowds, everything is going to be all right even though the last game was in front of the home fans. I still think that puts the favor in the side of the Gauchos. Not to mention Pepperdine is just point blank period bad in all caps with about 15 A's in between the B and the D. They are 2 and 7 straight up, 4 and 5 ATS, 0 and 3 straight up ATS on the road. They are not good. They ain't worth a damn. Don't back the waves to keep this one close cuz they're going to get dominated on both sides of the ball. 
offensively, the Gauchos are averaging 19 more points a game than they are. 82.6 points per game for UCSB. Pepperdine's 63.4 points per game. UCSB is shooting 51.4 from the floor, 35.5 from beyond the arc, and they are 82nd per Ken Palm in expected field goal percent. Pepperdine is shooting 40% from the floor, 32% from beyond the three-point arc, and they are a wonderful 271st in expected field goal percent. It gets even worse on the defensive side of the ball, my friends. UCSB is allowing 63.2 points per game compared to Pepperdine's 73.1 points per game. UCSB is allowing opponents to average 35.5 from the floor, 24% from beyond the three-point arc, and they are 17th an opponent expected field goal percent. Compare that to Pepperdine, 46.2 from the floor, 32.6 from beyond the arc, and 245th an opponent expected field goal percent. Give me all of the Gauchos minus nine and a half here, my friends. I think they cover with ease, even by double digits. I think they get a plus 10 margin, but you don't believe me, believe the trends. Pepperdine, 1-4 ATS last five road games, 1-4 ATS last five as a road dog. UCSB, 4-1 ATS last five as a favorite, 4-1 ATS last five as a home favorite. UCSB, 7-2 ATS last nine Friday games. And UCSB, 6-1 ATS last seven meetings with the Waves. And 4-1 ATS last five meetings in Santa Barbara, give me all of the Gauchos minus nine and a half, fourth best bet of the day. I like it, my man. It actually has dropped down to minus eight, but I think that's a little fishy, my man. I I do like it. This will be the one of your plays that I am staying away from. That kind of just steers me away just a little bit. But yeah, no, it would me too. But 60% of money on Pepperdine, so they're kind of just respecting that. And I think that money is just because of what Pepperdine was last year. We loved them last year. It hates to, I hate to see – I can't even say hate. I hate to see them in this type of spot because they are bad and they were so much fun to watch last year. And they're, you're right. They're just not that team. And I think US, UCSB is. So I, I would still be comfortable with the minus eight, but because I've got a lot of other value uh, with your plays. I'm taking all of your other plays. So I, that's the one I'm leaving on the shelf. Absolutely. I do not blame you for that movement whatsoever. Um, I still think because of what you said, yeah, Pepperdine just being so bad and UCSB losing to a bad team in University of Texas Arlington in their last game at home. It's kind of the same position, but Pepperdine is much worse than UTA. I I can assure you of that. I mean, if you didn't see that by the splits in the freaking offensive and defensive numbers, you're out of your mind. So I think the Gauchos get it done. No problem. But I do not blame you if you want to stay away on that one. Uh, Fifth and final bet. For the day, my friend, uh, we're going to a team that has kind of turned into our mid-major darling here. Uh, matchup between the VMI Cadets and the Portland Pilots. And Max is already all over it. We're taking the Portland Pilots minus three and a half. I think this is the perfect line and uh, right where it needs to be. I think it finishes by about four or five, maybe even six. Maybe they get the job done swept free. Um, but I think it also is going to be one of the last times that we get this type of value on the Portland Pilots. Sooner rather than later, the books are going to wisen up and they are uh, going to stop valuing them like this. But uh, you don't believe me. You got to believe a couple key things. It's because Portland is a damn wagon right now. They are seven and two straight up, six and two against the number. They're four and oh straight up, but one and two 18 at home and you say oh you're willing to back a team one and two ATS at home yes I am because those two failed covers were a minus seven and a minus 12 and a half and they 
win uh, since failing to cover those two. They haven't failed to cover since then. They've covered five straight. They're absolutely killing it. And VMI, despite being a solid team that you could back from time to time at these low numbers last year, they are not that same team this year, pal. I can promise you that. 4-4 four and four straight up, 0-4-1 ATS overall. 0-3 straight up on the road with an 0-2-1 ATS uh, number on the road as well. They've played lesser competition than uh, the Portland Pilots, and they have not been able to get the job done against the numbers. So you want to back them against uh, a much better competition? Go right ahead, but I ain't doing it couple of other key reasons. Uh, they have similar offenses, but uh, who kind of has a uh, defensive edge? That would be Portland. They're 42nd in opponent expected field goal percentage uh, compared to VMI, who is 89th in that same statistic. I also think this comes down to free throws. You know, I love to look at that when it's some of these tighter spreads. Uh, Portland's averaging 80.9% from the stripe with VMI averaging 77.3. You go a little bit deeper per Ken Palm, Portland is 62nd in rate, whereas uh, VMI is 310th in free throw rate. So I think we start to see a little bit of regression from VMI at the charity stripe because of that ranking. Last but certainly not least, uh, one final key here. I did a little bit of digging and I realized why... Uh, teams have been able to hang with VMI so well. It's because they're one of the shortest teams in the entire nation. They're 317th in height. The Portland Pilots, 97th in height in the nation. Oh, so perfect. I think that uh, leans pretty big <laughs> in our favor here for that. And uh, that is why actually the Pilots have been able to lay the hammer down so often and been really good against the spread so far this year is because they've been so mis mismatched in that height category. And I think you see it here again with VMI. But you don't believe me for the final time on my Friday best bets believe the trends Portland Pilots 5-0 ATS last five overall 4-0 ATS last four following an ATS win and VMI 8-20-1 ATS last 29 Friday games 0-5-1 ATS last six overall 0-4-1 ATS last five following a straight up win and 0-3-1 ATS last four as a dog last time give me the Portland Pilots minus three and a half for my final Best Friday bet of the day. I like it, my man. I caught it at minus four. This one is actually climbing Ooh. up a little bit here. Four on FanDuel, four and a half on DraftKings. Looks like a lot of money coming on the pilots, but that uh, the books are respecting that movement or respecting that money by moving it up a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to five and a half, six today. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, that you said that as I was kind of thinking the same thing. I would not be surprised that this be just early movement on the waves and that uh, to back to my previous play and UCSB oh, yeah. get up back up to like nine and a half. Oh, but sure. I, but also sticking with what you said. I think the books are already realizing, like, oh, fuck, we <laughs> we should have set this a lot higher from the jump. Like, oh, my gosh, what were we doing? So smash well, it because, as quick as you can. And if the Keydets here had kind of covered some of these early spots, maybe not against the Portland Pilots because we love the Portland Pilots, I think a lot of more, a lot more people would have been sucked into that number with VMI oh, yeah. because that's such a spot last year. And oh, yeah. if they had covered a couple spots this year, uh, then more people would have them as their mid-major darlings or low-major low major darlings. But like you said, not the case. Give us the uh, the pilots. Yes, I almost said the waves there. Portland the pilots, Portland baby. pilots. Give you the pilots. I'm backing you. I got to stop saying us because it's your play. I'm backing you. Hey, no problem. No harm. No foul. There we go. There we have it. All of my best bets of the day. Okay, let's keep the uh, proverbial podcast sandwich building. <sighs> How about that? Okay, so we we done a little bit of uh, we got the, we got the bread out of the out of the uh, out of the package, right? Okay. Um, we have 
Yeah, we, we got the meat on there with your place for sure. Uh, we got some additional uh, top. We got a little lettuce, little uh, t- tomato, a little bit of onion on there as well. I don't know whatever meat you want. It's, it's going to be a club. It's going to be like a club. So we got a little we got a little turkey, little ham on there. <laughs> okay. Now it's time to, uh, I don't know, if you're an oil and vinegar person, that's what you're about to get because it's that it's that pizzazz, if you will, on your sandwich. You know, um, or maybe maybe you're a little just straight M and K person, a little mustard ketchup. I understand, okay. no problem. I get it. Maybe hey, not but a that, club, but that's still uh, maybe not, maybe not. But maybe you're maybe you're a weirdo. Maybe it's maybe it turns into a Dagwood oh, at that point. Maybe it turns into a Dagwood <laughs> at that point. Who knows? Who am I? What what do I know? Who am I to judge you at what you do with your fucking sandwiches? Maybe it's maybe real sloppy. This maybe, sandwich is maybe, getting real sloppy. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe you just put a little bit of chips in between all that nonsense and the bun too. You're not, not a myself. chip guy. I'm all right. I'm cool with that. So maybe that's the pizzazz you put in there. So. So either way, we're about to get to the pizzazz segment <laughs> of today's show. So without further ado, third segment, oh boy, it's time to get a little extra beer money in the bankroll, baby. With the Friday four-pack parlay, here we go. Got to get a quick little nose was itchy, apologies. Four legs on the Friday four-pack, if you did not know how to count, up to four. First leg, we are going to the college football gridiron. Matchup between the WKU Hilltoppers and the UTSA Roadrunners. Meet me. And we're taking the WKU Hilltoppers minus three and a half despite the sound effects because I believe, despite my comments last week, the Hilltoppers are those guys, pal. Partner, anything on leg number one? They've become a wagon, my man, much wagon. more so than UTSA. The wheels fell off last week, and I think they stay off. Don't care about, uh, you know, in college football, laying minus three and a half can be tricky. In this spot, I do not think it matters at all. This is going to be an absolute point bonanza. What was the game one between these two teams? 52 to 46. Turn this game on because it's, because it is going to be electric. Don't know about the over. A lot of points there, but give us the uh, Hilltoppers minus three and a half, baby. Second leg on the Friday four-pack parlay. We're staying on the college football gridiron. And no, we're not going to an FCS matchup. We're staying in the FBS, and we're going to the Pac-12 championship. We're going to the matchup between the Oregon Dukes and the Utah Utes. And we're taking the Utes and laying the points Minus two and a half, baby. The Utah Utes just absolutely dominated the Oregon Ducks. And I'm sure you might even be thinking in your head right now, well, oh my gosh, the only loss that the freaking Ducks have in their last five is the Utes. Wouldn't they just simply get their lick back, as you always say, Colt? Fuck no, they suck. They've played lesser <laughs> opponents. I think that the Utes take care of them, no problem. Partner, what say you? I don't have too much to add here. I mean, if you want to look at Utah's failed covers recently, I don't care about that. It's a 28-13 to win, but failed cover over Colorado, and a 38-29 win, but failed cover over Arizona. Don't care about that. I think it's a clear mismatch. This one, I believe, is at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Should be a uh, – honestly, it could be a good game, or if it, it could be a repeat, man. It's just a bad – Bad uh, bad matchup for the Ducks. It's up to minus three on some books I'm seeing here. So I'm okay with Utes, that. Baby. I'm okay it, with that. Give, to us. give us the Utes. Third leg, Friday, four-pack. Bankroll, builder. Going to the NBA hardwood. I said, hey, partner, this line looks a little bit fishy. He said, you know what? You said you hadn't been in the damn NBA, Cap'n, and that line looks fishy to me, too. I said, well, some bitch, do we make it our third leg of the day? He said, I think some bitch we do. So for the third leg of this parlay, we're going to the matchup between 
Pardon, I'm going to need you. No, no, I got it. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks. And I and my partner are hammering in the Atlanta Hawks. Minus one and a half. I said, partner, aren't these Atlanta Hawks a pretty shitty team? He said, no, no, no. They've been back at home and they have been rolling, my friends. And I can confirm eight and two straight up, seven and three ATS last 10 ball games at home. You love to see it. I love the third leg. Partner, anything more from you? This one actually has climbed to two and a half. I be I like the movement for our one and a half. Money if line. you're playing our parlay, maybe go a little money line. Not money terribly line. chalky at all, but I do like this one quite a bit. The Sixers, despite Embiid coming back, they've been real inconsistent. Correct. And uh, I like the Hawks in this one quite a bit at home here. Okay, so that makes three. How about number four? Lace up the skates for a bit of hockey, eh? <laughs> Because we're doing a little bit of heat check on the ice. Oh, yeah. We got hot last night. We <laughs> cashed the ticket with our Chicago Blackhawks plus one and a half. And it's time to see if we know what the fuck we're talking about. We've been All staying out of one, the baby. ball game. All it takes <laughs> is one to feel confident. We are here and now going to the matchup between the San Jose Sharks. Yes, I know. It's Jose. Come on. Give me a break. Versus the New York Rangers. And we are taking... The San Jose Sharks plus one and a half. It's right about the same line as last night. Uh, you know, San Jose does have a lot of statistical edges. We were looking pretty deep into it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to hockey stats. But what I do know is that this line is fishy. We cash this same line. And I think the San Jose Sharks take care of the plus one and a half. Partner, anything you dug up on leg number four? As far as uh, giving actual insights, I also cannot lend too much. Other than the San Jose <laughs> Sharks are looking like they're playing pretty damn well, my man. And, uh, yeah, as far as the money line, I have no idea if they get it done like our Blackhawks did last night. But I do like the plus one and a half quite a bit, my man. Uh, you know, the Rangers have been having some success straight up in these matchups. Yep, not yep. so much on the puck line. Nope, I think nope. we get this one to overtime. And, uh, that's right. Once we get to, once we, once that buzzer hits and we get to overtime, that's a cash for us any way you put it. 100%. I have not heard of a uh, team losing by two in overtime, no, no. my no, no. friend. doesn't happen. So I love the Sharkies tonight. In Heat check on the ice, boys. Fourth and final leg. <laughs> the San Jose Sharks plus one and a half. You parlay all four plays up. Those bad boys there, you're getting plus 1,080 odds over 10 to 1 payout my friends lock it in get ready to get it to the pay window okay enough antics we got um we got week 13 uh nfl picks to get into <laughs> as well here so without further ado uh my friends it is time to recap all of friday's best bets of the day let me change the old ticker so you know where we're at where we're going partner what do you got over there pal Oh, I was just going to say, if we uh, cash this, uh, whether we cash the parlay or not, if we hit that Sharks again, I have to imagine we're going for a heat check round three on Monday for the old Monday Madness. No? Am I wrong with that? You better believe it. Are you out your damn mind? Come on now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, we the Hawks haven't been Riding able to cover until a the game. Wheels fail <laughs> the Hawks haven't been able to cover a game to save their damn lives, and I then know. we get we get on the ice and take them plus one and a half, and they win the game outright hey, against arguably the, the, franchise, the best team in the league. For the sake of the franchise, we might just have to back them plus one and a half every damn day. You know, I should play. I, I don't know, I, dude. I, I tweaked again today. You know, it was because it was the NFL episode. I got the Bears on, but I, I should have worn my dog on Blackhawks jersey and give them a little bit of love. But hey, yeah. there you go. There you have it. All right. Without further ado, appreciate the rabbit hole, partner. <laughs> but let's get into Friday's best bets of the day quickly, my friends. <laughs> 
rip out your sports books, pull out your pens or your pencils or your paper, however you take stock of the DTL Crew's best bets of the day, because right here, right now, with my partner brought back live in prime time, they are about to be live on your screen for the first time. The TTL Crews, best bets of the day for this gorgeous December 3rd in the year 2021. Kindly turn your attention. All the way above us, top left of your screen, you will see my partner's name with picks to the right of it. Our Mags picks, two best bets coming from him today. The man that sits to my left, he's taking the Cleveland Cavaliers plus three and a half, and he's going to the total in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus the Boston College Eagles, and he's taken under 132 and a half. Kindly turn your attention to the opposite side of the screen, but still top half right side of the screen for my name, accompanied by picks on the right side. That's right, my five best college bets of the day. College basketball hardwood live from Boston College Stadium. We're taking the Boston College Eagles plus four. We're also taking the Fairfield Stags plus one and a half. University of New Orleans Privateers plus nine and a half. The UCSB Gauchos minus nine and a half. And the Portland Pilots minus three and a half. One final play right above us. The Friday four-pack parlay. Four legs on that bad boy. Two coming from the college gridiron. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers minus three and a half. The Utah Utes minus two and a half. From the NBA Hardwood, the Atlanta Hawks minus one and a half. And from the ice, the San Jose Sharks plus one and a half. You parlay all four of those bad boys up. You're getting over a 10 to one payout. Let's get all one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight best bets of the day to the pay window. But my friends, before we can, please, I kindly ask you to Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing. In it, whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. I love it, my man. Got to give some respect to where it is due. It is not Boston College Stadium. It is the Silvio Oconti Forum, my friend. The Silvio Oconti. my friend. Oconti Forum. Okay, <laughs> as if you knew who Silvio... You couldn't fucking tell Silvio. me who Silvio was from Adam. All right? Panabra, buddy. Panabra. Silvio, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. There you go. All of our Friday best bets of the day. If you thought I was lying about hyped in the uh, introduction of myself, you are sorely mistaken. Hope you believe me by this point in time, but it's time to keep the hype train rolling for the next segment of the day. We're switching gears back into a little bit of picks action, a little bit more analysis and insights before we shift it back to first gear, talk some shit, and then get on about our weekends. Without further ado, let's get into the next segment. R-Mag's now NFL Week 13 Best Bets of the Weekend. Told you he's got two picks coming at you, and he's got a teaser. So we'll call it three in general. My bad. He keeps for hey hey hey, hey he keeps you. he keeps thinking that I'm not just I, I can't count. It's all right. Typically I can't, but I got this one. Don't worry. Outside of that, I got nothing else to say. They ain't my picks. They're his. So I yield back to the man in the box to my left. And as always, partner, you have the floor. Alrighty, my friend, I appreciate you. I'll kick it off with the old teaser because I don't feel like I have to lay down too much analysis on this one. Two-leg teaser, getting a couple of minus sevens down to minus one. 
taking the Arizona Cardinals on the road in Chicago uh, with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back, even if they're not. Yes, I know my mic's like not working. Yeah, even if they're not quite a bit, uh, it does look like they're back, so I like that one a lot. I think the Cardinals take care of business without any issue, and I don't think you would disagree, the realistic Bears fan that you are, my friend. Leg number two, staying in the NFC North, going to the Vikings to get the job done in Detroit, not taking them to t- uh, on the spread, uh, minus seven. I think that might be a little of an issue as far as the spread, but I do love the uh, minus one there for the teaser with the Vikings in Detroit. This is not the game where the Lions get their uh, first win of the year, my friends, and I don't think it's going to be a uh, minus one push out either. I think the Vikings take care of business here. They are uh, hanging on uh, kind of for dear life here as far as that last uh, last seed in the NFC playoff race, and they obviously, if they lose this one, whether their season's technically over or not, they cannot afford to drop this one at all. So give me the Vikings and the Cardinals minus one for a two-leg teaser for my first bet of the day. I like it a lot, actually. If it wasn't the doggone uh, Cardinals playing the Bears, I uh, I would uh, I would probably be back in this teaser with you, my friend. But I'm yeah. not going to do it. I'm not going to get on to uh, the hype train with you. I cannot fade my Bears. I wore a damn hat on the show. I would look like a total dunce. So I'm not going to go ahead and do that. <laughs> but I think that uh, you're on the right side to your partner. So without further ado, please keep your picks pumping out, my friend. Alrighty, so I got two picks left coming out of the same game, and I know a lot of people have different opinions on this one, on both sides of this one, actually, but I'm going to the Niners and Seahawks game in Seattle, and partner, Uh man, the Seahawks got to be fixed. They're going back to Seattle, right? They've got to have all of their issues fixed. They're so much better in Seattle. Right. Fooey, I'm taking the 49ers minus the three. It has jumped up a little bit on certain spots to minus three and a half. It is tough to find it at minus three. Mm-hmm. I do still like it at minus three and a half, but obviously in a divisional game, minus three is much, much nicer under that key number. But nonetheless, I like minus mm-hmm. three and I mm-hmm. like the under 46 and a half. I just okay. said it, partner. Okay. The public thinks Seattle's got to be fixed going home, right? They haven't been good at home all year, partner. One and four straight up at home this season. And, oh, Russell Wilson was out all that time. No, that's one and one with Geno Smith. Russell Wilson is 0-3 straight up in Seattle this year. This team is bad, my friends, on both sides of the ball. I faded them this past weekend on Monday night, and it wasn't even uh, It was more of a straight Seattle fade. Now I've got a little bit of a Seattle fade, and I like what I'm seeing from the 49ers, despite some trends historically that would lead you into the Seahawks. I'm not buying any of it. As far as the game that these teams played earlier on in the season in San Francisco, the Seahawks did get it done. I will lead on to that. However, Jimmy G got hurt in the middle of that game. Trey Lance, uh, not his first appearance, obviously, but his first you know, bulk of actually taking real quarterback snaps was the largely in the second half of that game, and they lost 28-21. to Obviously, we're not, uh, well, I shouldn't say obviously, uh, knock on wood, we won't see that happening here in this game today. And the 49ers are playing some really solid ball. I know however you feel about Jimmy G, they're playing solid ball right now. And despite a couple of key injuries on both sides of the ball, they were still able to find a lot of action, uh, positive action last week without Debo Samuel. And Fred Warner obviously is a concern being out, but I am actually starting to see some reports that he might get wild and actually try to play in this game. George Kittle said, don't be surprised if Fred Warner plays in this game. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, the Seahawks offense is really bad, guys. The San Francisco defense, I just mentioned, I didn't have too much to bring you as far as the Washington football team defense against the Seahawks team on Monday, but 
as inconsistent in at times as the Niners have been, I think this is the right matchup this week. Niners number six in opponents, third down conversion, conversions allowed, number four over the last three weeks. And Seattle, I mentioned it the other day, Seattle is dead last in the league in third down conversions and percentage this season. And we saw it on Monday night and in pretty prime display, whether it was third and long or third and one, they were absolutely brutal. And I think that continues here today. 31st in first downs per game partner. We talked about it in the preseason. They're just leaving themselves too many third and eight, third and nine, third and ten. They got to make some changes. Mm -hmm. And Russ's hand situation obviously doesn't help any of this. Their depth all across the board. Once you get past those five studs, three on offense, two on defense, the rest of their roster is really, really, really bad this year. And once again, I said it, the injury concerns got me a little bit with the Niners, but I'm laying the three and I'm laying, or not laying, but I'm taking the under 46 and a half because I think this offense is broken, my friend. Give me both plays. I don't care what movement we see. I like both quite a bit here, partner. Hey, I uh, i mean, you got me convinced. I don't know if I'm going to jump all the way in the boat with you. Uh, might have to wait until Sunday, but I do think you are on the right side. I know uh, I told you pre-show that I was shocked to see you uh, back fading the Seahawks again uh, with the 49ers because we kind of talked about it. And uh, after everything we kind of talked about post-show, and this is the show, uh, the pick that you pull up with. I got to be confident in it. So there you go. Armag's two best picks of the day. And it's teaser, but it's two picks. San Francisco 49ers, minus three. Be tentative at minus three and a half. And he loves the under of 46, 46 and a half. half. <laughs> bingo, bingo. Wasn't sure if you're waiting for me or not. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I was getting there. Uh, all of that being said, partner, anything else you need to uh, dish out in relation to week 13 of the NFL season? No, I don't. But if I could segue yourself uh, mm. with some breaking news, partner. Oh. Uh, no Daniel Jones on Sunday. Oh, well, then this this, uh, this analysis that I wrote last night is going to make a whole hell of a lot more sense then. <laughs> that makes me feel so good. So let's keep it rolling for my best bets of the day because, my friends, my first best bet of the day, and I thank you so kindly, partner, or of this weekend, rather, is between the uh, New York City football giants and the Miami Dolphins. And we're going fins up, baby. Lay the minus four and a half. Fuck, lay the five and a half. Lay the six and a half. Lay the ten and a half. If that's where it gets to, Mike Glennon is a bad quarterback I was going to talk in relation to you know I'm really banking on the fact that Danny Dimes is probably not going to play he's been doubtful all week they're playing saying game to game Joe Judge doesn't have a very good poker face he's out he's out there ain't no question about it Mike Glennon's getting the start and uh, my friends you see the name that uh graces the brim of my cap I might be a little bit more experienced with this guy than most folks, you know? So maybe just believe me when I say he ain't a good quarterback and he's not going to be the savior for the New York City football giants. I believe, my friends, that uh, Miami's a uh, couple of keys here as to why I believe that they're uh, going to take care of it, and it's going to be Miami's D. I think they're going to shut down um, New York's uh, uh, rushing attack. Uh, that's because Miami is 10th in yards per game. They're uh, in New York on the offensive side of the ball. They're 26th in yards or uh, yards per game on rushing side of the ball. So uh, in case you missed any of that, because that kind of confused me myself, Miami defense is 10th in yards per game allowed uh, rushing, rushing yards per game allowed. Uh, Giants offense, 26th yards per game, uh, uh, yards per game, just rushing in general. 
again, uh, I think Mike Glennon is going to be really, really, really bad um, because Miami has already uh, seen him a time or two in the past. And not to mention, um, with them being so good and shutting down the rushing attack, that's going to 150% force Mike Glennon to beat them. Mike Glennon has a 69.3 passer rating against this Dolphins defense, 139 yards, a touchdown, and an interception in his career. He is also 2-16 straight up on the road. I couldn't find ATS numbers because he bounces around so many damn freaking teams. He's a journeyman in the league. We all know that at this point in time. But 2-16 straight up, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's probably not much better against the spread. I think Miami wins this about 27-17. That's what I'm seeing here. So that'll take care of the 4.5, no problem. But you don't believe me, believe the trends. The Giants, 1-4 ATS last five December games. 2-6 ATS last eight following an ATS win. Oh, wouldn't you know they just got that ATS win as four-point dogs against Philadelphia. Now they're four-point dogs again and quickly rising. It's 10 feet high and quickly rising, mama. Uh, a little bit Johnny Cash there for you, baby. Uh, hey, Miami, 5-1 and one ATS last six December games. 4-1 and one ATS uh, last five as a home favorite under Flores. That is actually the best cover rate in the league since 2019. And my Miami is 12 and 4 ATS last 16 home games overall. Give me the fins up, baby. Minus four is what I caught it at. Four and a half actually is what I caught it at. Um, but I'm fine with it all the way up to six and a half for sure. Uh, I don't know. I imagine this is after the news came out. FanDuel has it posted at minus six, partner. I do like it. I am going to back you at that or as long as it's under seven. 100%. I like this Dolphins defense a lot. I think we're going to see, if not a Dolphins touchdown, I think we see a couple of maybe uh, deep in Giants territory interceptions because we kind of talked about it in the uh, preseason if this Dolphins team is going to do anything it's going to be their defense and now we're finally starting to see it man and so they're I starting like to it. put it together for sure I like for it sure, for and sure. you you're right you you know a lot about Mike Lennon and uh you know we all got a good look at him everywhere he's been he's fucking brutal man bad, give us bad, <laughs> give bad, me bad, the bad. Dolphins with you okay there you go second best bet coming from me I'll keep this one nice and tight because son of a bitch partner you made me do it you made me do something I wasn't going to do, but you made me do it. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I did it, the number moved. And the number moved in our favor. So, my friends, I say unto you once again, for now what seems about like the sixth time on this here show, I pull out my shovel and I walk up the hill known as the Washington football team. I dig those boys out of the grave and I put them on my back and I affix my bayonet and I will die on this fucking hill if it's the last thing that I do. So without further ado, my second best bet of the week 13 NFL week is going to be the Washington football team plus two and a half. Woke up this morning, actually I saw it last night. It was like 11.30 last night. And the line dropped down to plus one and a half. No reason at all. No news. No nothing. Just drops. And it's getting the juice on most books. There's some books that it's at minus 106, 108. But across most books in Illinois right now, it's getting the juice minus 112, minus 110, minus 114. It's in the right spot. So I don't know what's going on, what news is about to come out, what uh, secret I've unlocked here. But I do believe I found a couple of key things outside of that number dropping as to why the football team is going to cover this number or might even get the outright win, but give me all of the points. 
The Raiders had an incredible overtime victory against the Dallas Cowboys. And even after last night's victory, my friends, I'm not sold on Dallas. I don't know necessarily that if they don't make every single play on the defensive side of the ball, if Taysom Hill doesn't play, make a lot of bonehead moves, that necessarily that game isn't a little bit tighter. Dallas looks a little fucked up right now on the offensive side of the ball, and you can't deny that no matter what. Short of a Tony Pollard 62-yard burst out of nowhere, that rushing game was dead. The passing game, short of a couple insane Gallup catches, Cooper catches, pretty dead. I don't know what's up with Dak, but doesn't look like the $500 million man that they signed at the beginning of the year. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm all the way out on Dallas, but at the same time, that offense don't look spectacular. Uh, I think that's going to really... You're not crowning them Super Bowl champs, no, are no. no, not even close to that. And, uh, you know, I, I am off my Dallas soapbox. Why I say that? Because the Raiders had to take them all the way to overtime. And pretty convincingly, the football team handled the Seahawks in Seattle. I mean, they looked pretty... They, or in uh, Washington. But they mm-hmm. looked pretty damn good. It was kind of a box score game, 17-15. Yeah. That happened at the very end of the game. The Seahawks looked bad the whole time. I think surprisingly, even with the loss of... Um, uh, Chase Chase Young, uh, Chase Young that the Washington football team de- defense has all of a sudden gotten better. They're like, hey, we got to hang one up for our boy. He's out. We got to start doing the damn thing. And they all of a sudden start, have started to. They're really bad against the pass, but they've slowly started to positively regress back into a more livable trend that you can see against the pass. So a couple of key things as to why I think um, statistically – This is going to fall in the favor of the football team. I think the football team really shuts down the Raiders' rushing attack. Honestly, the Raiders' rushing attack has not been that good. And any game we've seen that they really haven't been able to get it chugging, they really can't get it chugging across the board. Football team is fourth in uh, rushing yards allowed per game on the defensive side of the ball. And the Vegas Raiders' offense is only 27th in rushing yards per game in the league. So they're not very good at all, despite the names of Josh Jacobs. Um, also help me out again. Um, goodness gracious, why am I blanking? I can see his face. He was a Cardinal last year. Arizona Cardinal. Arizona Cardinal. He is now a Las Vegas Raider. Come on. Oh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. There we go. Running back. There we go. Building on the running back shit here. Uh, also, so that's going to basically um, force... Um, what it's going to do is it's going to afford Derek Carr to beat them. And I just don't know necessarily that I'm sold on Derek Carr either. I think that that offense is kind of broken. And I think that with Darren Waller out, that's right, he is listed as doubtful, but I believe he's 100% going to be out. That's not going to help the passing game either because the passing game really runs through him. Uh, I think that this week is the week that you see Antonio Gibson break out. Uh, shout out. Call me crazy now. Feel free to quote me later. I think this is his breakout week. J.D. McKissick is hitting the pine, so he needs to step up and show why he deserves to be paid, why he deserves to be the high fantasy pick he was, why he deserves to be the high pick he was. He needs to step up this week. So I think that's kind of everything we see fall into the favor of the football team. Obviously, you love the line movement, but you don't believe me. Believe the trends. Las Vegas, 2-4 ATS last six versus an NFC opponent. 1-4 ATS last five home games. The only place in Vegas where the house does not win. Uh, they're 1-5 ATS last six as a home favorite. And 1-0, oh no, I'm sorry, 7-12 ATS with a rest advantage with Derek Carr as their quarterback. So anybody wants to say, oh, they've had plenty of time to rest and relax. You have to take the, the low point total with them. This is going to be such an advantage. It's not. Derek Carr doesn't play well with a rest advantage at least again. 
against the number. The football team is 6-2 ATS last eight following an ATS win. They are rolling 4-1 ATS last five versus a team with a winning record and 4-1 ATS last five versus this here Raiders team. My second and final best bet of the weekend, Washington football team plus two and a half. I caught it there, but it's down to plus one and a half. I'm fine with it. Hammer it in. I like it. I actually uh, saw one spot with that, that plus one this morning just now on DraftKings, my friend. I uh, I on. love the Come play. On. I do. I uh, It seems like I'm kind of figuring out when we back the Washington football team, it's much more efficient when only one of us does. Uh, like I did okay. this past week, like okay. we've done. When we've okay. both been in on the wagon, we've hey. both came with our shovels, both digging oh, up uh, okay. digging up that dead corpse. It hasn't gone too well. So no. I'm going to surrender this one yeah. to you. I okay. do like the play, but I am letting you take it. I, uh, I'm i going to go one and done. Uh, I'm not going back-to-back weeks on my side of things, but I do love it. Hey, I like the rationale, dude. Okay, big fan, big fan. All right, well, without <laughs> further ado, if you missed any of them, let's recap them all. All of the TTL crews. <laughs> I love the rationale. Let's because go. Because a few times we've done it, we've been we've been taking pictures at the, at the you know, both of us like eh, we've been yeah we've been sitting know. at the bottom of the hill. Hey, we got our shovels. We're very, we're digging them out again. <laughs> yeah, I don't High think it's just a, our way up yeah, the hill. Yeah, no. and I told you you were fucking crazy last week, and you're telling me somewhat <laughs> foe in a way that I'm fucking crazy this week. So let's fucking do it. I have fixed my bayonet. I am willing to once again die on the football team hill so without further ado my friends rip out your sports books again your paper and your pens pencils or however you take stock of the ttl crew's best bets because the week 13 nfl best bets about to be recapped live on your screen in prime time for this weekend it will be december the 5th 2021 uh two days before a day that will live in forever live in infamy um the day that i was born Ah. Not Pearl Harbor Day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, Pearl Harbor Day, obviously much more important than my birthday. All that being said, welcome into beautiful, gorgeous Hard Rock Stadium, the home of the Miami Dolphins. Directly above us, you will see our mags three picks. Two straight bets coming at you. He's taking the San Francisco 49ers minus three, and he's going to the total in the 49ers versus the Seahawks. He's taking under 46 and a half. He's also got a two-leg teaser to dish out to you folks. Take the Arizona Cardinals, damn you, against the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings against the Detroit Lions. Tease those bad boys for a touchdown downer uh, for a uh, six-pack down to minus one. And those are our mags three picks. If you kindly turn your attention to the right half of your screen, right over yonder, you see my two picks coming at you. I caught the Washington football team plus two and a half, down to plus one and a half on some books, plus one. I don't know what news is about to come out. I think it's probably going to officially set in stone that Darren Waller is out if I was a betting man, but who the hell am I? And for my second best bet of the day, official injury news, Danny Dimes out of there, Mike Glennon in there, so we're hammering in the Dolphins, minus four and a half, up to six at most books, okay with anything under a touchdown. I ask you kindly to lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say, just make sure you get this weekend's week 13, holy shit, how is it week 13 already, NFL best bets in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. I love it. I do too. I love it to pieces. Okay, well there you go, there you have it my friends, uh, all of our week 13 best bets of the weekend. Let me get that out of here so we don't have any glitching, any nonsense happening. 
for your okay. sake, partner, I have to imagine I'm going to call my shot and say uh, the Giants are going to see some uh, second-half Jake Fromm action because of how god-awful uh, Mike Lennon's going to show up to that game, my friend. Yeah, well, I was I would say some bad stuff about Jake Fromm, but about as far as like Georgia Bulldogs football, but as far as the guy that I would use as my ammo, he ain't doing so hot right now in yeah. the NFL either. So I'm gonna go ahead and stay off that fucking soapbox. But hey, I like where your head's at, partner. Outside of that, there it goes. Okay, uh, no money line dice roll today, so we will just get right on into it. Talk a little shit, talk a little leans. Maybe we got some uh, additional NFL plays uh, to discuss. We'll give you some TTL announcements, and we'll go on and get out of here. So without further ado, let me uh, update it in the ticker so everybody knows what the hell we got going on here. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 175 of the TTL pod on this beautiful December 3rd, 2021. My man, nothing crazy, but the week goes on and uh, a one man by the name of Mr. Brian Kelly continues to do uh, bizarre things in the uh, world sports world here. A lot of people trashing him for uh, what happened yesterday. At, hey, now uh, listen now. Just because, <laughs> just because I get a job at a Southern University does not mean that all of a sudden I have acquired a fake Southern accent. It just does not happen. I don't know what everybody oh means gosh. by this. My family. So, me and my family here at the Louisiana <laughs> State University. I thought electric. Electric. Like, what are we talking about here, dude? I mean, it, it wasn't even just that family. I mean, it, it's it's the entire thing. There's so many little bits and pieces of like, dude, what are you doing? We've been hearing you talk all week long. If we didn't already know how you sounded, what are you doing? It seems hey. like everyone outside of the LSU fan base is. I'll tell uh, you what he's doing is you come down to the sticks one time with me, old buddy. You get down around them good old fine Southern <laughs> folks, what you might refer to as a redneck. And I'm telling you, man, that twang starts coming out. That shit starts happening. Hey, you, you start doing shit that you wouldn't normally do. You say, what the fuck's <laughs> happening to me? What the fuck's going on? And I think Brian Keller might, or Brian Kelly might have just done turned into a fucking, I'm thinking of UFC, might have just turned into a bona fide hicker Billy. Well, I don't know, but I think correct so. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm talking about out of my ass, but the fine gentleman is from uh, the fine state of Massachusetts. I yeah. uh, don't know that I've heard yeah. of too many uh, down <laughs> south Massachusetts redneck area there, but uh, hey, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know, man. I don't know. I ain't, uh, I ain't oh, seen too many fellas wearing man. bib overalls over there. <laughs> what the fuck do I know? Yeah, that cracked me up, dude. I, everybody and their dogs were talking about it last <laughs> night on Twitter, so I didn't want to add to the fire. But, I, I mean, I'm glad we got the opportunity to talk oh, about geez. it here because, goodness. I mean, yeah, pretty fucking funny. It's not like as if we've uh, seen Brian Kelly as the um, Pixar child, poster child, rather, of Notre Dame football for the last three decades and now all of a sudden he's he's a Louisiana native you best believe it he's got his gumbo and his his alligator ready to rock and roll now I know I know you're a fan if you're a fan of uh I think his last name is Molinari Joey Molinari oh uh, yeah oh yeah he did a uh Molinaro. right before the show I retweeted it he did a uh because he does a good Saban impression too it was like a mashup of uh Saban him impersonated Saban converse uh, a phone conversation with Brian Kelly, but he gives Brian Kelly this just absurd, like, Louisiana 
<laughs> it's fantastic. And Nick Saban's just, yeah, go watch it. It's oh, hilarious. Oh, fuck. I love Molinaro. Yeah, Joey's probably, Shout out. he's one of my faves. Shout out for sure. He does some <laughs> hell of impressions. Go check him out. Uh, at Joey Molinaro on Twitter, I believe it is. Um, is it Molinari or Molinaro? Molinaro, I believe. So okay. I think so. Nice. Unless that's a fucking joke. I don't know. Somebody calls him by the wrong name inside the company, and it's kind of like a fucking okay. joke. So. Either way, there you go. There you have it. Kind of wild. Uh, sticking with college football. Um, Ola. Um, USC, help me out. Goodness Lincoln gracious. Riley? Lincoln Riley. I always want to say Lane Kiffin, son of a bitch. <laughs> Staying in Mississippi, damn it, Mississippi. Um, Lincoln Riley is catching some backlash, dude. A little bit, huh? Um, you know, it's kind of wild. Like, obviously, we live in that knee-jerk, like, social media um a day and age if you yeah. will like everything's gonna fucking come out like you know about it like that we all know that but it's crazy to me like some of the oklahoma players and some of the some of the people coming out i mean just like throwing straight darts at the man and i mean you know his whole this is going to be the mecca of college football like some players have come out and said yeah you said that to us last week you asshole like what the fuck <laughs> fuck you you recruited us here we were here for the long term we don't want to play for some joe schmo we came to play for fucking lincoln riley so you know i, I still i kind of been i've been marinating on that because you asked me earlier on in the week like how would how would you feel if you were just like one of those players and you got recruited all by this guy your entire high school career you joined the fucking college squad and then he's just peace and love everybody I'm out to the other other side of the world I mean I'd feel pretty damn slighted I'd be pretty pissed like I mean for me like I understand the business but what just I mean we mentioned I don't remember if it was this week or last week like just be honest with your guys that you've yeah. been with for the last three years just tell them hey man I can't turn up or pass up this opportunity I know what I said. I'm not uh, just ghosting these dudes that are 20 years old that have Twitter fingers faster than uh, anyone in the history. Like, stop it. That's not going to help you in future recruiting anyways. Like, if you're just honest with them. And, you know, future recruits will see that and be like, all right, I like one way or another. Here's also also the thing that I thought the, the opposing argument that I suppose Lincoln could have for that. Okay, you said it. These kids are the fastest Twitter fingers in their entire life. They're going to be on Twitter if he okay let's say he's even known about the usc job for a month lincoln we got to keep this under wrap we are about to give you we are about to pay the fuck out of you we are about to make a huge change a huge adjustment everything's happening you are leaving oklahoma not only that we're moving all this shit's happening right now we got to keep this under wraps he fucks up and tells one player that he thought he had confidence, trust in. They're sitting around hanging out at the cafeteria room. He slips up, fucking says something. One player, boom, into Twitter. Fucking Lincoln Riley goes to USC. Fucking USC sees Lincoln Riley as a non-trustworthy source, a non-trustworthy head coach. Sorry, alligator. We're going to stick with who we got. You can stay in Oklahoma. And they yanked the fucking contract. So that's fair. I still feel like there's a way around that though, to where you say, tell USC, hey, please don't let this out before I talk to my dudes or something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, because you're right. That is a fair, totally fair point. What you just said though. But though they were fucking gung ho, boy, weren't they? They fucking no. They they gave him fucking. They gave him his upper thirds, his fucking backgrounds. They they just flooded his fucking email with UFC shit. I mean, it just overnight. Just Lincoln yeah. Riley, brand new head coach. You never knew he was a head coach in the middle of uh, nowhere, bumfuck America. Now he's 
He's Mr. Bright Lights, Hollywood, USC. We'll see what happens because USC sucked a fat one this year. Hopefully, uh, you know, it'd be pretty cool if we could see the Trojans getting back to like CFP uh, status because they used. Hey, you know, honestly, fun. you know, honestly, bring Pete Carroll back to college football. <laughs> And and I don't give a shit who who goes and coaches the Seahawks. Bring him back to college football. Swap. It makes it better. That'd be a good fit. You know, it really would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be a good it fit. Really, you know, swap. you know, it wouldn't be a half bad idea. Maybe well, I don't that's know something. If, I guess I don't know if Pete Carroll would still be a good fit in college, but I, I mean, fuck, give me, I, I'd take a Link Riley Russell Wilson pairing every day. I mean, week. I agree. think I would too. And you know, I mean, he plays in that style of offense. Guys like uh, DK Met Metcalf, the guys like uh, why am I blank? Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. They yeah. play in that style of offense. You know, rip the top. Hey, I, hey, I think we're onto something, dude. I don't know why nice we podcast. <laughs> I don't know why we podcast. I think we should just uh, run everything behind the scenes for yeah. NFL and for college football. Um, I was fucking. That just kind of came to me. This is a whole other rabbit hole. So, I uh, I was watching. There's a, a Wiz Khalifa music video. Um, it's uh, Reefer Party again. Well, if you know Wiz Khalifa, you know what it is. Again, we enjoy CBD on this here show. I was just what, listening to some old tunes last night, and the music video came. It's a party. It's a party. Hey, it's a great, song. It's a great one. But it's a great one. It's uh, Wiz Khalifa's remix. But in the music video. I'm Tony fucking Montana, man. And I know two fucking things. I know how to do two fucking things, man. I know how to fucking kill people. And I know how to fucking roll some fucking weed, is what he says. And I was, it just popped into my head. And I was like, you know, in this fucking life, I know how to do two fucking things, man. I know how to fucking podcast. And I know how to fucking kill people. And I learned how to fucking podcast first, bitch. Like, it just, like, came into my head. I was just like, this is the best fucking thing ever. Like, I just fucking love the vibes. I love where it fucking is. And that, that is how my head works. We talk about podcasting, and uh, it brings me to a, to a moment I had um, watching a music video last night. So there you go. There you have it. I know how to do two things, man. Two fucking things. Um, outside of that, partner, uh, thanks for the rabbit holes here. We're going uh, all oh, over the map. Uh, 26 minutes after the top of the hour. Um, outside of that, I'm trying to think if there was any other crazy news. I feel like this week has been one of... Oh, uh, yeah, late breaking news. I don't know that it necessarily affects your Vikings pick all too much. Um, but tackle Christian Derrishaw and uh, running back Dalvin Cook, both going to be out uh, for the Vikings. But obviously we know um, the offensive line might be a little bit of a question, but Alexander Madison, no problem as a fill-in for Dalvin Cook, 150%. Um, Jalen Hurts is listed as questionable for um, the Eagles game this upcoming weekend. He'll make the final injury injury report as questionable. But as we kind of know, this time of the year, fucking everybody's questionable. So I think he'll end up yeah. getting the start. I don't think we're going to see um, any Minshew mania anytime this season. Outside of that, uh, nothing major on uh, the NFL side of things. Nothing major other than that college football. We kind of got down to a college football rabbit hole there. I love it. Um, college basketball steaming down the tracks here, boys. Uh, last night, those are the nights that, like, that's that's what I do. Five and five and one, four and one. Like, that's a four and oh, five and oh. I don't know what the hell's been going on. Some of these goofy days peppered in here and there. I think I'm falling into some traps. I think I'm really starting to target them. So we're going to keep steaming down the track. Low major, uh, mid-major, high major, everything. Might have some announcements coming soon in regards to college basketball and other shows and potential partnerships and potential mags rowing another boat with me. I, I don't know. I can't tell you what I know, what Who's I don't know. Who's to say? I, I, I don't even know. What I do know 
is there's I, I I'm walking through the forest, right? And and Mags is holding the lantern for me. And we can see a fucking fire just cooking, campfire off in the distance. There's a big old pot on top of that campfire, but we can't make out what the hell's getting tossed in there, what's going on, who's even sitting around the campfire, but there's something cooking. There's something cooking out there in the distance, and before you know it, it's going to be time to eat, baby. It's going to be time to eat. So just hang in, hang tight, hold, 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 have some diamond hands for a little while, and... uh We'll get there. I promise. We'll get there. We got some stuff coming right around the corner. So, outside of that, I got uh, I got nothing more sports wise. Anything late breaking on your end, dude? Uh, just now, Trailblazers uh, fired GM and president of basketball operations for violating franchise's code of conduct. Ooh, that's probably some more shit we don't talk about on this fucking show. Most if I was a big move, if though. I was a betting man, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, big move and a half though. Holy shit. Uh, switching back to, uh, we got Couple Joe on campus tomorrow. College Ooh. basketball slate, my man, on top of obviously championship Saturday. You want to hear some of these, uh, and oh. I know you're the mid-major guy, but as hold far up. as uh, selling the tickets, go hold ahead. Hold up, hold up. Yep, yes, yes, I do. Hold up. Please. Okay. Please, okay. please, please indulge. Please indulge. As far as selling the old tickets here, uh, you know, the big selling boys tickets. here. Going Memphis, up. Uh, actually, up. we said this team has been Going bad, up. and they are. Memphis and Mississippi, but Marquette, Wisconsin. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Michigan. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, hold on, hold on. Tennessee, Colorado. Oh, I'm loving it. Okay, here we go, here we go. Yale and Auburn, which we've talked about. Yale, man. Oh, hey, 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 hey. I'm not, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed whatsoever. Toledo and Michigan State. I don't really care about that one. Not whatsoever. Not too much. Not too much. Gonzaga and Alabama, though. The big game of the day. Gonzaga, Alabama. Actually, I do now that I kind of think about it. Give me all of that Michigan State Toledo game. That uh, that might end up being a little tighter spread than I realized. So give me all of that. <laughs> I can't. Iowa wait, State dude. Creighton also. Creighton's been steaming, my man. And Ooh, Iowa State. They seven, have. They have. USC Washington State. Ooh, Solid that'll be a game too. College basketball, and that's just the big boys. Okay. Okay. Well, um, for those of you that uh, just absolutely love the mid-major action, which I know it's few and far between, but your boy just absolutely—I—I—I I, I, I can't explain it to you, folks. But when I look at just some mid-major action, there is just something about it that just gets me going. We got a five and three Harvard team going up against a five and three UMass team, son. Match up in a half. Match up in a fucking half. How oh about uh, you just faded them both yesterday? 0 and six Robert Morris, one and six Milwaukee Wisconsin. Oh, dude, disgusting, <laughs> but absolutely beautiful at the same time. Give me the under in that game. Northern Kentucky going up against Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne. I think that one's going to be absolutely gross. I We've love just lost it. All of our listeners. Oh, oh dude, Binghamton, Binghamton up against our boys, <laughs> the Boston motherfucking U Terriers. Give me all of it. Winthrop Stop. up against Coastal Carolina. Let's fucking go. I put that at four and a half. Ooh, mark my actually, words. Actually, really good game. Rhode Island Providence. Haven't neither of these teams ranked Ooh. yet, but uh, one of them, if not both, uh, should dude, be Dude, you missed. You skipped over a beautiful one louisville nc state louisville nc state that's a gorgeous game bucknell i was just reading off some uh i was reading off the top 25s i'm sure there's some uh other big uh power five matchups that i'm gonna oh they're beautiful they're beautiful beautiful georgia state going up against mercer mercer was everybody's darling last year they kind of haven't lived up to expectations this year i don't know 
Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. Oh my gosh, dude. There are some games on tomorrow's slate. Syracuse, Florida State, actually. Wright State, Cleveland State. Uh, Syracuse, Florida State. Hopefully they give me a nice tasty line, but I might have a chance for a VCU under. VCU and the Campbell Campbells. I think so. Um, We got a nice Service Academy game tomorrow. Army at Air Force. Air Force been cooking the biscuits off of teams. Love that one. Uh, Radford, WVU. Nah, that one will kind of be a blowout. Never mind. You just backed both of these teams yesterday. Youngstown and the Green Bay Phoenix. Ooh, that's a game I like, too. <laughs> I, fuck, I fucking think I might have to go back to the Youngstown in that matchup, honestly. Those are some teams that I'm starting to all of a sudden like, and I don't know why. Uh, Loyola Marymount against Long Beach State. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my so, gosh. This might be a real test of in or out on this Fade train this year, partner. This actually, I'm definitely calling this the uh, litmus test of am I going to be fading this team all season long once again? Because they just covered the other day. Mississippi get off, Valley get State off of it, get off of it against the Grand Canyon Antelope. It's done, it's done dude. It's the done. Grand the assholes, Canyon the Antelopes. assholes have figured out how to this cover. This is the test. This is the litmus test for sure, but this I think the they're going to be able to. I don't think it is because I think the fucking Grand Canyon is just that much better, but honestly. I think you're. I think it's just going to be this back and forth bullshit, and you're going to get sucked into it more often times than not. Because I almost backed it again, and I was just like, "No, I'm not doing it. I'm going to stay the fuck away." And they fucking failed to I cover. I it. Big sky action. You know your boy Montana, Northern Colorado. My no cold okay. bears going up against the Grizz. Middle ten against Murray State. Both teams only lost one game. Middle ten has been surprising the fuck out of people, dude. That's a good game. Jacksonville State against uh, USA, Southern Alabama. Whew. Yeah, dude, that's but dude, hey, we also got championship <laughs> championship Saturday college football. Fuck. So you guys are like, why didn't you dish out picks? What the hell? Where are all of those matchups? Where's all that stuff? Cause we talk about it all on tomorrow's show, eight thirty a.m. Central Standard Time. Cup of Joe on campus, about eight thirty until ten o'clock Central Standard Time, somewhere in that ballpark, depending on how windy we get. We join uh, each other live, cup of joe in hand, uh, usually two cups of joe because uh, typically are knocking the sleep out of the eyes at that point in time. Either way, uh, join us. We're going to run down the entire championship college football week slate. I uh, said that kind of backwards, uh, college football championship week slate. There you go. We'll run through that entire thing, uh, give out our best bets. I already got three locked in, um, and we'll give out plays we're staying away from too, and then uh, once we kind of got questions, we with each other we'll dive into that absolutely loaded college basketball slate we've been murdering college basketball on saturday partners so uh let's keep that rocking and rolling and then oh speaking of additional shows if you haven't already go check out our third show our third of three the wise words podcast you can catch that every wednesday drops on our youtube channel at 12 p.m central standard time and then following on all major podcast directories um from there you can uh, find it talkingtheline.com slash wise dash words dash podcast uh this past week featured the legendary kevin walsh jr um then uh season one episode or season two episode one featured uh the even more legendary yanni the greek corrales so we had an absolute blast uh with both of those guys we already got um episode number three lined up episode number four in the works and then uh, we're just going to keep moving keep grooving with season two so keep tuning in uh once again find that on the talkingtheline.com uh you can find it on the wise words tab it's right there on the home page outside of that make sure you just stop by talkingtheline.com uh you can check out all of our shows and our additional content on there speaking of additional content 
Got my UFC blog coming out tomorrow. Talked a little bit about early leans on yesterday's show, second half of the show yesterday. I think I pretty well got set uh, what I'm going to be wanting to take here. So I will be uh, spending the afternoon after the show, obviously banging that out, writing that. So uh, that'll be ready to rock and roll. Maybe a late drop tonight or definitely early tomorrow morning. We'll see what happens with that, depending on how fast I want to get around to editing. Uh, by week for Mag, so no extra cheddar. Those of you Green Bay Packers faithful out there. And outside of that, anything else you got, partner? I may drop down something on Sunday as far as a little prop action. Who's to say? A little bye week action. But uh, as far as NFL news, uh, the Saints fear that Taysom Hill suffered a torn tendon in his middle finger that may uh, may necessitate surgery at some point. More tests are coming. Uh, The injury called mallet finger was one of the ailments that uh, Russell Wilson had earlier in the year. So that is it is the mallet finger deal? They, they worded that really wrong, but it sounds exactly like the same shit Wilson dealt with, yeah. So, yeah, it's mallet finger. So, yeah, it's probably not probably not good. Yeah. So, they're probably no. going back to old Trevor Squimian. Oh, boy. That ain't good, but uh, what are you going to do? There you go. There you have it. Uh, yeah, outside of that, nothing else. Uh, make sure you tune in to tomorrow morning's show, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and then back here to this show, uh, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on Monday, December the 6th. If you can't remember any of that, just subscribe already. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything, and then you'll just be always up to date and alert. Even if you can't make a daily show, you'll still at least know about it for crying out loud. Hit that subscribe button. I'll wait. No, no, I'll seriously wait. Go ahead. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for hitting that subscribe button. Can't we from from the both of us. We appreciate the hell out of it. Also that notification bell. Thank you. Thank you. Got it. All right, cool. So, without further ado, that sure seems like an episode of the show here. Uh usually a little bit longer one on the old uh Friday episodes. Uh, we got a bunch to get through. But outside of that, partner, I ask you one final time before I close this thing out with some motivation minutes, any late-breaking news announcements or updates you need to dish out. No, sir. Take it away. Okay, final segment of the day, my motivation minutes. And as uh, I hope you have all gotten familiar here over the college basketball season on Monday and Friday, we dish out some John Wooden quotes here at the TTL pod and in, in these here motivation minutes. So I had a couple I was looking at, and then all of a sudden this one jumped off the page at me, and I said, yep, that's the one. Here we go. It's showtime. So without further ado, the second of the two John Wooden quotes of the week is coming at you right now. The legendary coach once said, I'd rather have a lot of talent and a little experience than a lot of experience and a little talent. I'll say that again because it kind of can be a little confusing. I'd rather have a lot of talent and a little experience than a lot of experience and a little talent. Now, I don't know about you, but what that says to me is that you always have the opportunity to grow. You can always, 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 always learn. If I didn't stress that enough, you can always learn. As a matter of fact, the entire point of this life is actually learning and growing. And the faster that you realize that and all this adversity and shit that you face on a daily basis is actually just here to help make you a better person and to get you to the next level of your life. And the sooner you stop battling it, the sooner you get to those levels. I know I talk about that all the time. That's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the fact that you can always attain that. There is never a time in your life 
that you will not be able to learn and grow. I said it on yesterday's show. Shout out Jordan Peterson. Don't compare yourself or to uh, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who somebody else is today. I mean, it, it's all encompassing with the, with that John Wooden quote too. And I also look at that and I think, you know, it's also is also another side of this coin, and and it's kind of the experience side of things, and. I'm sure you've, whatever industry you're in or wherever you've been, there's people with a lot of experience, let's say experience, they've been around for a while, but maybe they just really don't know shit about shit. Maybe they just really can't, just, they, they, they hands down, they suck. <laughs> and you know it, everybody knows it, but they've just been around forever, so they just keep moving right on up the ranks, and that's what they do, and that's the way it is, so everybody just gets cool with it. Well... I think I'm going to back the legendary coach, John Wooden, instead of that guy. And I'm going to worry about, depending on my talent, that I can keep showing up every single day. I can depend on my mindset and roll out of bed every morning and say, ah, you ain't tired. You got more to give. Let's go. It's showtime. Let's move. Let's groove. It's time. And I can depend on that. And as long as I keep depending on that talent or those abilities, we'll, we'll call them that as well, you depend on those talents eventually, as long as you keep getting up and trudging down that path every single day, that experience will come. And then hopefully, if you do it right, you'll find all the experience you need to get to that next level. And then before you know it, you won't know shit again. And that's the most beautiful part about this life is that you get to those I don't know shit about shit moments, but look back in about six months, a year, year and a half, how did I get here? Holy cow. So today's lesson is you always have the opportunity to grow. You always can get better. If somebody tells you that, oh, you don't have enough experience, you will never be good at this, I got two words for you to tell them, and they ain't happy birthday. So one final time, my friends. The John Wooden quote today that closes out our week and sends us into the weekend, my friends. I'd rather have a lot of talent and a little experience than a lot of experience and a little talent. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I love it, my man. Uh, you know, the thing that screams out to me as far as kind of kind of what you said at the end there, just because you don't have the experience, you got to start somewhere. And as far as tying a lot of your other messages together, as far as, you know, chasing your passions – that might be what's daunting to a lot of people as far as chasing their pa passions. They don't have the literal experience, but because you're passionate about something, you're probably talented in it, but mm. you got to start somewhere, my man. So I do love today's message. Just send us off into the weekend, my friend. Absolutely. Everybody starts somewhere, and hey, maybe you make this the weekend that you try. That's something new. So partner with the alley-oop assist to just dunk it down home to close out the motivation minutes of the day. Okay. That looks like an episode of the TTL pod, if you ask me. I got nothing else throbbing on my cranium. Anything else uh, burning on yours over there, dude? No, sir. A little uh, minor football news, but uh, nothing noteworthy, if I'm being honest. Okay, so we will not waste the time. We will head on out of here. We'll send you fine folks on about your way, the only way we know how first, however. So without further ado. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags.
Thank you so much for choosing to stop by the Talking the Line podcast today. Thank you for choosing to follow me and this incredibly amazing human that sits to my left on every uh, single episode of this here pod. Thank you for watching our other shows. Thank you for your support, your following, everything in between. We see you guys and we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans whatsoever. We hope you do not and you are ready for a terrific weekend filled with nothing but ticket cashing and trips to the pay window. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can come back on around the bend for Monday's show at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. But until then, we will see you then. And for now, hey partner, let's cash some tickets. Open hand. (laughs) (laughs) Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. (laughs) 